Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and welcome to Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, Episode 67, Dinosaur Tits. On this week, uh, Danny, Neil, Scott, and Tyler just uh, rehash some of their top fives from 2012. They go through uh, the first half of the year in releases, and then they make some predictions for 2013. Enjoy the episode. Hey, and welcome to some more end-of-the-year nonsense, but now we're at the start of a new new year here on Connectivity. I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and with me, as usual, is Scott Thompson. Hello! But this isn't about us, at least for right now, because we already, we already aired out our top fives. Now we're going to have two other people from the staff and that you might recognize their voices from their occasional appearances on connectivity and that's danny bivens who's apparently working on three hours of sleep at about seven thirty in the morning in japan right now hi <laughs> and we've also got tyler olu who is in canada who i, I guess it's also seven thirty in the morning i don't know how time zones work it is the same time as you and i'm full i'm not i'm operating on like seven hours of sleep okay that's good to know so i guess uh before danny falls asleep we should let him go through his top five games of 2012. Sure, sure. So uh, f- I guess I'll start from the bottom. Uh, my number five this year is uh, Crashmo. Um, I thought it was really Excellent fantastic. game. Definitely. Uh, so much better than the original game, too. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, um, I, I, I completely agree. Um, I, I feel like we might be a little bit in the minority about that, but I just think that Crashmo kind of makes the concept of Pushmo in a much simpler and more focused way. Yeah, it just, to me, it seemed like the controls make more sense because you're able to do more with the blocks. And mm-hmm. I, I think, like, before I wrote a review for Crashmo, I went back and played uh, Pushmo, and I was just, like, kind of <laughs> taken aback. I was like, oh, yeah, you can't do this <laughs> with some of the things. So it was kind of annoying. But, um, yeah. Yeah. That definitely awesome games, but I think Crashmo is just better <laughs> all around. But um, next up on my list is uh, New Super Mario Brothers U, which I picked up at the Wii U launch here in Japan, and um, I thought it was really awesome, better than New Super Mario Brothers Two. Totally, uh, I I do like New Super Mario Brothers Two a lot, especially Coin Rush mode. I thought that was incredible, especially being in Japan. There's a lot of people I can street pass with, and you know, jelly, actually, so jelly. <laughs> I, I could actually use the feature, you know, so that's awesome. Um, then uh, next on my list uh, for number three, I don't think I'm really in the, well, I'm definitely in the minority on this. I, I really enjoyed uh, Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure a lot. Um, mm. I, I know I, I know there are <laughs> definitely some issues plaguing this game, like the broken scoring system. <laughs> where, <laughs> well, I, where, I don't even know. It's not like I would call that a broken scoring system. It's just one that I don't prefer in a rhythm game because there are a lot of other really good rhythm games that kind of work that same way. Like, for example, Awendin and Elite Beat Agents. Mm-hmm. But for me, and, and Rhythm rhythm Heaven works the same way as well, where it's pretty much like more what have you done for me lately as opposed to what have you done over the totality of the song. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't prefer that in rhythm games. And that's what I realized where comparing Theater Rhythm to Rhythm Thief because they came out a week apart from each other in North America Mm-hmm. that 
there is a style of rhythm game that I like, and there is one that I don't. And Theater Rhythm is an example of one that I like, and Rhythm Thief, nope. Mm-hmm. I, I, for me, I enjoyed it, but I think if you're going to do a game where it's uh, mini games instead of like <clears throat> something like Theater Rhythm, where it's the same type of, you know, it's just, it's consistent type of game it is all the time, that uh, you got to make every mini game like strong as hell. And as soon as you have a weak one, it's like a chore, mm-hmm. and you're like, it's such a pain, like just to get through. And uh, and I find like Rhythm Heaven is like uh, pulls it off a lot better than Rhythm Thief. Like Rhythm Thief, there's some like just duds, and then they, some of them they share similarities. So then you're playing like a reformatted dud. It's a bit. That's where I think Rhythm Heaven succeeds because you can also skip ones that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where's the coffee shop owner in friggin' Rhythm Thief? Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But Rhythm Thief, well, well, I remember uh, Rhythm Thief had this awesome line where some guy was like, "Like Toot Sweet came up." It's like playing with weird French stuff, and the guy was like, "The tutor, the sweeter." And I was like, "That was pretty awesome." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I definitely. There were a couple of uh, things in there that I really didn't like. Like, for example, there's a hang glider section where you're using gyro. Oh. To control it, and you're shooting soccer balls at missiles, which is kind of bizarre. <laughs> but, um, I mean, other than that, I, I, what I really liked about the game, most of all, was the story. I thought it was just kind of crazy and uh, kind of funny and, I don't know, just, just kind of an enjoyable experience. That was my would, best. Would you say it was very Laytonian? Kind of, because it was pretty crazy and weird. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, had the European flair, so... Um, yep. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, next up, number two on my list is The Last Story. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, th- this is like basically the first game that I ever wrote about for the site back in 2011. It, it I think this might have been why we hired you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> is that you were um, like, I can write about The Last Story, and I was like, welcome aboard. <laughs> yeah. So I think I like after you said that, you said, can you buy The Last Story? I was like, yes, I will buy it today. And I did. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, I have good uh, memories about this game. I haven't really played it too much this year, or well, last year in 2012, but uh, I, I did play a lot of it back in 2011 when I was writing my initial impressions and stuff like that. Uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. It's really, really easy to get into compared to yeah. something like uh, Xenoblade, and I, I, I thought that was kind of refreshing. Coming, Being a guy that I, I love RPGs, but I just don't like some of all, all the bullshit that goes with it sometimes you know having to play for 20 hours before anything fun happens or something you know but um I, i'm so. getting the vibe because uh, i actually since we did the first game of the year one in which uh, nick talked about how we liked that last story i've actually played the game and i'm about an hour and a half into it but mm. it almost feels like sakaguchi's just being like hey you guys made final fantasy 13 fuck you yeah, because pretty much. It, it does seem to have that same kind of, like, it's on this linear path, and then you get to this town, and it opens up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you get to that town within 40 minutes, <laughs> as yeah, opposed exactly. to Final Fantasy Thirteen, where it takes you, like, I don't know, four days of <laughs> real-time playing the game before you get to the town. Yeah. yeah. But it's a, I mean, I, I can't wait to play more of it. It's, it's a real cool game. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, my number one game is Theaterism or Theater Rhythm, Final Fantasy, however you want to say oh, it. So good. I, you know, I, I like the Japanese title. It's just Theaterism is basically what it is without the Japanese like pronunciation. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Oh my god, I, I've played this game for like over fifty-five hours, I think. And um, I, last night I just booted it up just to play because I haven't played it in a while, and I just remembered like 
after playing it then, I was thinking, wow, this is why I love this game. Just, yeah. I mean, it, it just, if you played Final Fantasy back in the day, or even, you know, the newer ones, just the music is part of part of the series, part of the, the what makes these games so great. And it's just awesome to have all this in one game. Yeah. I mean, for me, it, it is very much that, like, I don't think I need to go and replay all the Final Fantasy games, which is kind of my immediate, my immediate inclination after playing mm-hmm. Theater Rhythm. Of course. But for me, I can just play Theater Rhythm, and I just remember my fond memories of playing some of those games. Mm-hmm. And some of my not-so-fond ones, which is why <laughs> I will stop playing Final Fantasy VII in that game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's it for me. Cool. So, Tyler, what about your top five? Oh, well, coming in at number five, Zero Escape, Virtue's Last Reward. Excellent game, very fun, very fun to read. Um, I'm sure there's going to be people who uh, want to argue that it's not a game. I would not, <laughs> uh, I won't even engage that. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. I really enjoy, I, I love 999, and just knowing that there was going to be a sequel was so exciting. You're like, is it going to come over? Is it not? Came over. Uh, really, really fun, wild story. Just as wacky, if not wackier. Just so many improvements. I just remember 999 was excellent, uh, but the chore of it was having to always constantly restart get the new endings. You had to do that many, many times, and I wanted to get them all and not just do one and then figure out how to get to the secret one. <clears throat> and just with this, it's just so much easier. You can just, you know, there's a little road map, and you can pick back where you want to go. Really excellent characters. Um... A bit, uh, a, a bit wackier, and I like the voice acting. Uh, I think a big problem people have is the, <laughs> the bunny, um, kind of like the antagonist. Uh, I think the voice acting is, is that, that the voice acting is perfect. It's the only voice acting that I'll listen to that character, and uh, a lot of people skip it. I don't know why. I think I think it's really funny, cute, I like the puns. I guess maybe that's probably just all comes down <laughs> to puns. Number five because of puns, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, really that good. seems respectable. I still I bought nine nine nine. It was on sale on Amazon for like fifteen bucks, like yeah. a month or two ago, and I picked it up. I still haven't played it, but I intend to. <laughs> is it with that weird new box art where it's yeah, like, yeah, their it hands look like wrist, their wrists are like broken or something? It's yeah. really weird. <laughs> it's wow. a weird box art. Because I remember the time when they showed the box art, it was like uh, people were like, "Oh, cool!" If people had the original, can we download it? And they're like, "Oof, that's impossible. Can't let you download it. Can't let you download yeah. it. Print it off." It was like. Oh, that's kind of weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, coming in People at number four, Resident. I know. Maybe something good. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations is my fourth favorite game of the year. Uh, very fun, very refreshing. I I, uh, I like the Resident Evil series. Uh, I I got in at four, uh, which is not what fans like to hear. Um, that's where I jumped on. Uh, I do not think I'll play the previous ones, no matter how they are. Uh, mm. and uh, I thought this was, did this did a better job at at what I like from this series. Than uh, Resident Evil 5 did. Um, just the co-op and stuff really turned me off from that one. But uh, Resident Evil Revelations was good. Freaked me out. I I remember always talk back in Game Boy day, like when Resident Evil came to the Game Boy. People were like, it's impossible to do horror on a handheld. You can't do it. You can't do it. You won't get scared. It's silly. This game did freak. It's it had me on edge a lot. Like I was pretty freaked out. And uh, do you guys remember that level where uh, they're like Mayday? Mayday! Oh, so like, freaky. That was that was terrible. You're like, what am I gonna see? some headphones and ch- turn up the 3D <laughs> on that game, and you'll pee yourself. Nope, not me. I don't want to make it any more free. I'll play it full lit room <laughs> and just using the shitty 3DS speakers. That's all. <laughs> um, I have a guilty. Conf- I have a guilty confession. I bought this game at launch last year in Japan. Don't and say I've it, only Danny. Played it for like. Oh. You know, 
not too long. <laughs> oh god! See, at least I played it long enough to form an opinion on it. Well, which is, I oh, think I got to like chapter ten and just thought the story was bullshit and enjoyed raid mode. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rainbow's good, and that's the other thing. Rainbow was excellent. It was fun to play online if people knew what they were doing, and you didn't have someone who was activating a trigger they didn't want to. But otherwise, it was really good, and I liked the leveling system. Just like a cheap little Call of Duty kind of knockoff with like perks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I liked the spot pass, <laughs> where like you'd be like, "Oh, good, my best friend gave me a single bullet. Thanks a lot, buddy." That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Resident Evil Revelations was terrific. Um. And uh, I think jokes about the spelling on the spine are old, and I hope uh, they stop coming up. And they still haven't a year later. So, so your number four was Resident Evil Revelations. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, my number three, not misspelled, New Super Mario Brothers 2. Whoa. Uh, I really liked it. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I liked the game. I bought all the DLC. If I could mm. find a way to pay for the free DLC, I would. That's so much the I free DLC it. is is tops. That's that the game. best one. It was weird. I think that I think and people are like they should. This is the one they should charge for. I think the thing is is the people who didn't pay the previous ones are like, is this how good the DLC is? And then they would buy yeah. the rest of the DLC like suckers. Now the rest of the DLC DLC is good. Um, I like it. Um, I'm not. I guess I'm. I think I'm not hard to please. I just want a Mario, you know, platformer every now and then. That's that's what I want. And I know it's not the 3D Mario. Um, but the year before I got it, so I knew it's impossible to get another one so soon. And uh, I'm more than happy with uh, the way this one turned out. Uh, the platform is fun, the levels are fun. Um, just classic Mario, that's what I like. And yeah. uh, Coin Rush is good, I, I, I do go back to it. I wish you could say more than one, there's a lot of problems with it. Yeah. No leaderboards, I wish you could say more than one. And that way, I'm not always, that way I'm not constantly getting street passes from like the easiest level that everyone does that, and they have not bought the DLC. Um, <laughs> But still, well, and then still people good. will get the DLC one and get the one where it's easy to max it out, and they'll yeah. be like, "Okay, that's I can't even beat this." Exactly, there's <laughs> no point. Um, and I'm and I think another my weird game confession is <clears throat> my music is not that important to me as much as I can um, appreciate it. I agree. It, as much as I can appreciate good music in a game, <clears throat> such as my number one title, um, uh, it doesn't mean it doesn't make it a breaker for me. If it's recycled music from New Super Brothers, whatever, doesn't matter. I can throw in a podcast. Um, it's still got, you know, it's still got that Mario charm to it anyways, and still, I still enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I like it, so it doesn't really matter. I think uh, it would kill me if they fucked up the sound effects. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> then that, then yeah. I would complain, but even yeah. then, they could recycle the old sound effects, and I'd be, I'd be like, okay, that's fine too. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's just Mario music, I don't really expect a lot from it. I think, uh, the Galaxy games probably spoiled people in terms of how good that music was, so now in the, the new Super Mario <laughs> series is around, it's... Kind of fun to yeah. kick it around. And I would also, I mean, I would argue with like a new Super Mario Brothers U. Um, you know, the music in that gets a lot better as you get through the game. Yeah, yeah. With two, I don't think I can really make the, the same assertion. But even overall with new Super Mario Brothers 2, I think the people that are like, oh, the level design's terrible, like, you didn't play that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I find it very hard to believe that you finished that game yeah. and you mm-hmm. still came away f- saying it's super bland because there's some there's some fun creative stuff and lying in that game if you if you play all the way through it. Yeah, Definitely. I think the thing too is like the the worst thing Nintendo did was <clears throat> making it clear that they had like uh, new people working on the game. Yeah, and that right away that gives people ammunition to be like, oh, they don't even know what they're doing. There's always a question block <laughs> next to the boss doors. Uh, this is bullcrap, and it's like, no, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, totally good. Which brings us to my number two game, which New Super, Super Brothers U. Uh, I could call it. <laughs> I, knew, I knew two couldn't trump you for you. And uh, if that makes sense. 
super fun. And I think uh, one part that was missing, from, well, not really missing, it was there, but it was weird and I don't have two 3DSs, is uh, co-op. And I can play with my wife, who's not a gamer, she likes playing Mario games, it's fun that I can do something with her. Uh, the off-screen play, my three-year-old daughter likes to play Mario with me now, and on the off-screen, with the off-screen, she can play by herself when she wakes up in the morning and I just hang out with her. Um, <laughs> and just the creativity that's, that's, that was injected back into the series. Um, yeah. As by the as by the books, as New Super Brothers 2 is, in terms of playing to the, what we're familiar with with the previous series, various entries, uh, this one is just as, just as crazy. And uh, I think people bring World up a lot, and I don't want to get into like a crazy pissing match over uh, <laughs> if one is more creative or has as much new stuff as the other. But uh, I think it's just as refreshing as New Super Mario, Bro- Super Mario World uh, was as well. Um, I really like it. Like I said, the co-op. Just all the this, just all the secrets are back, and uh, I sure hate when I hit down by accident, and then I gotta watch Mario jump around for 15 seconds as he makes his way to a, a, a world off some offbeat path. Yeah. But, um, but still, you, wait, wait, wait. you do realize that you can just hit the other direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around. You know, you find things out late, and you want you want to have something <laughs> funny to say. You'll just, I'll just stick with it. But, yeah, you're completely <laughs> correct. Um, uh, but the bo- like, just everything about it, just like the boss fights. Ghost houses. I think it's like I hate ghost house, um, and they know that. And I go and that's where all the secrets are. It's a pain in the butt, but that's why I love it too. Because it's like just have to go crazy trying to find all the things. It's like I got so many star coins. I know if I go to a ghost house, that's what's holding me up. That's why I haven't unlocked the star yep. world yet for that world is because of the stupid ghost house. Um, but uh, <clears throat> still, a lovely game. Yeah, you know, uh, just one one thing. Like I, I. I... No, I, I showed this game to one of my good friends here, and uh, he's kind of like a Xbox kind of gamer. He likes Skyrim and, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, I got with the Wii U, I wanted to show him some stuff, and we were playing this, and we are just playing the, uh, uh, what the hell, buddy mode, or whatever the hell you want to call it, you know, with the gamepad making the blocks and stuff. And, uh, I don't know, we just had so much fun just destroying each other. It was just ridiculous, and... Um, he literally said to me, he's like, dude, this is the most fun I've ever had with a game ever. And I was like, really? <laughs> so he's wow. definitely making, definitely making the castles a hell of a lot more challenging for me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. Like my three-year-old, when she does the boost mode on the, she prefers it. She likes doing it. She just uh-huh. goes hog wild with putting blocks everywhere. <laughs> and it's just like, the, the, now the goal becomes being able to get past her blocks. It's crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Uh, my number one, uh, like I said, Neil will be happy. Kid Icarus Uprising. Uh, as soon as it came out, I was like, there's no, there's nothing coming out. You know, you have a good idea of what's coming out for the remaining of the year. And Kid Icarus just blew everything else away. Like, just incredible. Controls, not an issue. I pl- I'm left-handed. I had to play the Circle Pad Pro. Uh, I have since sold my old 3DS for my XL. Now I've somehow managed to overcome everything and play with my right hand. But Same here. It's just because it's just such a fantastic game. You have to do it. Like it's, yeah. it's unreal. Like I just remember, like you know, at the height, if you were there from day one, and just following the like threads and forums, you'd be like, "Oh my god, guys, chapter five, spoilers!" And they'd be like, "Oh my god, guys, chapter six, it can't get any better." Oh my god, chapter twelve, it can't get any better. Like it was just everything was a huge shock, and it was like you know, was so the, surprising. The, you were not on the staff at the time, but no. when I was playing the review copy, I got to like you know, I got <laughs> past chapter 9, and I, I think I sent an email, I was just like, guys, holy shit. 
<laughs> I was like, I was like, we we're embargoed on this until the game comes out. But like, holy crap, there are twenty five chapters. Like, <clears throat> you have no fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. And there's that like that one. And I just be telling friends like... and be like, you know, you know that like a uh, that Greek g- game Kid Icarus. Yeah, I'm fighting aliens in space right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I just felt it made so few mistakes. Like people um, uh, really grafted on the talking about the controls, like talking shit on the controls, and. A big thing would be like, oh, I'm falling off ledges left and right. Well, there's not a lot of ledges to fall off of. It's very, very yeah. infrequent that there were areas that your character could walk off of. And I think it happens like once, and people are like, it's because of these controls. And I don't, I really Maybe don't get. Maybe it's because you suck at the game. Yeah, I really don't get how people can say, oh, this would be totally the same with uh, dual analog. I don't think it would no. be the same. Like, it, it would not make any sense. It doesn't have that the snappiness that's needed. Like, this is a very quick paced game. Like. You don't have yep. time, like, even if you have your, your analog, if you're some crazy analog, right analog stick master, and can have it at, like, 100%, and it's just darting around the screen, there's no, just, just doesn't match what you could do with the stylus. Like, I thought yeah. it, it suited the game perfectly. It's incredible. And, like, the online multiplayer, one of the few 3DS games that I played, like, online, like, a ton. Like, it was so much fun. And you guys yep. had that tournament, and I was like, oh my god, I want to be part of this tournament. I will drag my team down so hard. But, uh, it's just, you know, but I, I I didn't end up partaking it, and I, I should have. But uh, well, either I, way, I think like, it was it's just a lot. Of Patrick fun. Patrick James Dawson and I, I think we were the staff team, and we got our shit wrecked in the first round. <laughs> we were like, man, I thought I was good. Yeah, people had that that weapon crafting thing down to like an art. Yeah, like it's just and just just constantly pumping items into it to just to make better and better things. Like, yep. and you know, it wasn't even that that it wasn't like super complicated. Like you could kind of you know you could tell where what item you were going to get and what stats it would have. But like I don't know, it's like people just work magic on it. They were crazy. Yeah. Like, it I, I sincerely love that game. Oh, so just much. the changes, like even that they would change like the menu system, like when you got to a certain point, and then that infamous stage that was like all about telling a story, and like you were a ring. I don't yeah. want to say too much. It's okay, someone hasn't played it yet, but like, and I feel like <laughs> if you haven't played it, you're crazy. And if it's not your number one, you're also crazy. But uh, I must be crazy because I, I haven't I'm bought crazy it yet as well. Despite the fact that I love that game. That's so good. Danny, you should get this game. It's real good. I, I know. It's getting cheaper here, too, so uh, I have yeah, no excuse. It. Yeah, you should pick it up before they take out that stand. Yeah. Bump down the price. <laughs> well, I can just buy the stand because it's Japan. <laughs> They'll have it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's go on to the, the quote-unquote main event here. Ooh. Yeah, and that is that Nintendo year 2012. Mm. Um, is Scott still alive? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Scott, you do exist. So, Scott, we'll we'll start with you. Uh, well, first, I guys, I'll, I'll I'll intro this a little bit. Uh, we've been doing that Nintendo years for years of Nintendo's past, and now 2012 is a year of Nintendo's past. But we're going to do it slightly differently. In in the other segments, we've only focused on Nintendo published games. For the purposes of this, we're focusing on pretty much everything that's relevant. And it also works out this year because it was kind of a a bum year because the Wii was more or less dead. Um, and then the Wii U didn't launch until November. So it was basically like the 3DS was out, and that was mm-hmm. it. So, Scott, did you play Zen Pinball 3D or Mutant Muds, which are the two relevant releases that came out in January? <laughs> uh, Zen Pinball, no. Mutant Muds, yes. Are, are, you a, are you a Mutant Muds lover like myself? I think we talked about this last week. I need to put more time into it. I, I actually just downloaded it probably like a month ago oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and i've only played a few levels and i just think it's okay <laughs> I don't know, it's, I, kind of, it's kind of I slow think it's fantastic it's kind of slow and like i don't know i don't really it doesn't move me one way or the other really 
Um, so did anyone else kind of get in deep with Zen Pinball 3D, or am I kind of alone in that? You know, I played I a bit. I really like the leaderboards of it, but I'm not. I think I bought it at the time. It was kind of like, oh my god, a new cool eShop game. I bought it. I'm not really like a pinball guy, yeah. and I think like the. I think even looking at the Marvel tables, maybe you'll get mad at this. I feel like their art, like the art team or something over there, is like bad or something. Oh like, no, I'm no, like, I'm not going to deny that. I think like, I, I, I have trouble really figuring out like, who's like, who really with the human in the people. Marvel tables. Yeah. So, and I see Blade. I'm like, Blade looks like. Roofball. Anyways, yeah, like, but I still play it just because it is fun. I do like the leaderboard aspect. Yeah, and uh, and it's super good. But I'm not. I'm probably not dog at all. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with the leaderboards. Although I really only played one table in Zen Pinball 3D, but it was still. I mean, I, I love how those tables look in 3D and how they use the 3DS. I'm excited to see how Zen Pinball goes to Wii U because having that, um, and you know, like having the gamepad be the entire screen for that game is incredible to me. You know, I don't think Zen, Paul, Zen Pinball 3D came out in Japan yet, though. If it did, I know Don Koopman is going to be wanting to kill me yeah. <laughs> for just saying that. But yeah, so I haven't got Should to enjoy like Don's either of corrections these games. on every podcast. Just, <laughs> just waiting. Yes, so it's probably waiting. But if it did come out, it's definitely uh, kind of stealthy. But yeah, Mutant Muns didn't come out here in Japan either, which is a shame because I, I yeah. want to try that too. Yeah, it's it's real cool. Um, hopefully, it'll come out eventually. <laughs> so Jules on Twitter enough. Hey, um, come, make it come to Japan. Yeah. Uh, but Mutant Meds is real cool. I, I really, really like it. Um, you can listen to last week's podcast, in which I espouse about it a whole bunch. Um, I'm killing myself because uh, because <clears> of <throat> Deluxe coming out on Wii U, I've like stopped myself from playing the new Granny levels because I'm like, I need to have something new because I bought my Switch Force on the Wii U and I'm Wii U. Uh, and I'm like, oh, man. Like, and I'm like enjoying it just because the art and stuff like that. It is fun to replay. It's very yeah. short, so it's not really a big deal. But I'm like, I really like to hold on to something new. And like Jules has said, like there will be new stuff, yep. but I can't be sure. And I also hope that the granny stuff is unlocked from the start and they can enjoy it. <laughs> and so I then agree. it beat the game again. Um, I'll do it if I have to. So let's move on to February. February was a lot bigger of a month. So first we'll start with the 3DS retail games that came out in February. We've got Resident Evil Revelations, which we've already talked about to a fair degree on this podcast, so we'll kind of skip over that unless anyone else has anything to add about Revelations. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> uh, we also had Tekken 3D Prime Edition, Tales of the Abyss, and Metal Gear Solid 3D. Um, I... Played all three of those games. I reviewed Tekken 3D Prime Edition for the site, and that game's fucking garbage. Um, <laughs> I never really got into Tales of the Abyss or Metal Gear Solid 3D. Metal Gear Solid 3D kind of just highlighted to me how I don't think I'll ever really get into a Metal Gear Solid game ever again. <sighs> yeah. Maybe Revengeance. I don't know. It looks fun. I like cutting things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I know for my... I, I played those three... Well, I think I played... All of them. Uh, yes, I played all of them. Uh, Tekken Prime <laughs> 3D. I had what's this weird? This is where you're, you're kind of like, and like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, does he have more money than sense? Um, because <laughs> I was in this thing where I'm like, oh, I totally like fighting games. Street Fighter 4. I totally, I think I really like fighting games. I just kept buying them, and then and not, and I got like an arcade stick for the Wii, and I got an arcade <laughs> stick for a PS3, and I just like be like, oh, I don't have the time to invest right now. When once I get to it, I'm gonna master all these fighting games, and then this year I was like. <laughs> Oh my god, I hate fighting games. I'm no good at them. <laughs> and so I sold off all, all my fighting games. And Tekken 3 Prime, Prime 3D was one of them that I had. I think I watched a bit of that movie, 
Um, oh I came my with god! It. That, that uh, I didn't know is... what was going on, so that's why I only watched a bit. Um, there were some good fight scenes, so I guess if you like fights. Um, yeah. Other than that, no. Metal Gear Solid 3D, uh, fantastic. Uh, I will speak really highly of it. It came around the time just after the HD, or maybe it was the same time, but either way, the HD collection. Yeah, I think it might. I think that might have been a late 2011 release, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't think know. so too. I don't I remember for sure. Yeah, I'm almost positive as well. But it came around. It came out, <clears throat> and then you know, there's a package that sells for you know, I think it was forty dollars, and then here's a forty dollar game, <laughs> same same price game on 3DS. It's only one of the games. Yeah. Uh, it's not in HD. Uh, very important. <laughs> um, but uh, and you need the circle pad. That game, I will speak. I I love it. I love Metal Gear Solid 3. I thought the port on 3, 3DS was very good. Uh, there's some moments of like slowdown and stuff like that, um, but otherwise it's good. They updated the models. Everything's are things are more consistent how the series looks now in terms of. Um, <laughs> but yes, you need the Circle Pad Pro. If you don't have a Circle Pad Pro, don't play Metal Gear Solid 3D. <laughs> it is garbage. And there's like there, there's like bosses that need the Pro. Like if you don't have them, you're crazy. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's they're really yeah they. Have, that. Really fun, lots of little Nintendo references in there and stuff like that. It's uh, you can tell there was genuine effort put into it. Um, I would love to see future entries put on the 3DS, but I don't know how well this one. I enjoyed it; it was good. And yeah. Tales of Abyss was awesome. I don't know; I'm, I'm not too far into it. I like you know, like seven hours, I think. Um, but uh, really fun RPG. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I've never been super into the Tales series. This is one of those games. This that, is my like, first I, one. I just found it for cheap, which is the only reason I got it, and like put ten hours into it, and was kind of like, "Well, that was fun. I'm never gonna finish this." <laughs> um, like, because uh, I've always kind of liked that combat system, but it never works for me for as long as the games are, and those games are real long. <laughs> yes, I think yeah. the only one I ever beat was Symphonia, and I think that was a uh, at least a fifty-hour game. I don't even remember. I just remember like weeks of my life. Spent away on Tales of Symphonia. So, yeah. Um, so, we had some 3DS eShop games come out in February as well. We have Sakura Samurai, Art of the Sword, or the other 80 different names that it has. <laughs> and then we also have Dylan's Rolling Western came out in February, which I'm not really a huge fan of either game. <laughs> um, you know, I, I really did like Sakura Samurai a lot. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool. I really dug the aesthetic. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, granted, you're basically doing the same thing over and it's, over it, again. That's with what the... killed me about that game, mm -hmm. is that it's just real shallow. Yeah. Yeah. And I am I definitely don't have anything to say against that, because, I mean, yeah, I think it can be pretty shallow. But, um, I don't know, I just found myself kind of addicted to it, and I think yeah. I played it for, like, ten hours or something. Yeah, and, I think um, I think what... Where, where I got to the point where I was just like, screw you, Sakura Samurai, was when I got, <laughs> I got to the, you know, the third... And what I found out to be the final area, and like mm -hmm. finish that boss, I'm like, oh, that was real cool. Like now this is going somewhere, and then it was like, okay, hard mode. I'm like, what? Yeah, and that's I, it. And like, I, I know it's a downloadable game, and it's not going to be that long, but it just like it felt like the first two two and a half areas were like kind of like training modes to get you to the point where you will go to this bigger game, and then it just ends. Yeah, it there definitely could have been a little bit more to it, I think. But yeah. um, having a hard mode was it was if you yeah. didn't actually like uh, upgrade your stuff or whatever. I mean, you were doomed. Shit can get really hard. Basically, like <laughs> one hit kills, and I, I tried that and I made it pretty far. 
And then I just quit because I was like, yeah. God, this is ridiculous. What am I, I think I, yeah, what am I doing to myself? I think I got like a, a world and a half in or whatever, or a level and a half. I don't know. I forget I think how I, broken up. I think I beat like the second boss <laughs> somehow. I think that's and, where I got stopped when I was on the hard mode. Like, it's it's not a terrible game. It just, I never mm. got into it because, like, I mean, it seemed shallow and it just seemed like it kind of, it felt like it was half a game. And maybe yeah. we'll see a Sakura Samurai 2 at some point that'll that'll make it a lot better. Or maybe they'll just make a an eShop Punch-Out. Um, I think the, the Punch-Out comparisons, punch comparisons were, like, so, like, overblown. Like, it was, like, maybe, like, the bosses with Sakura Samurai yeah. were, you know, there were some more tells, but... A lot of when you say like half game, like I even feel like some of the mechanics seem like half baked, like they were like the game wasn't finished or something. Yeah. Like remember when you'd enter an arena and you had like five guys and and the camera would like target guys, but they weren't the guy that was gonna make the move. It would just yep. then the target would move to another mm-hmm. guy and then to another guy, and then the fourth guy would be the guy that was gonna make his move yep. on you. Like it was so weird. Hmm. Um, but and then like and I remember I think the big downer for me was like oh like it's the the best way to get through this game is by dying. Because if you die, yeah. then a previous level opens up and has coins, and then you can buy like items again. Like it, 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 yeah, it, you, it's you, so you, weird. You earn more by dying than by succeeding in a level. So I was like, that's really weird. It seems backwards. But uh, I, and then as far as like Dylan's goes, like uh, I liked it. I'm not, I don't play a lot of tower defense, so um, maybe I'm not as like well versed in it. Uh, so that way, that's why I would be more impressed. Um, but uh, I certainly enjoy it. But I do see that it wasn't. Yeah. For me, I, I love the world of Dylan's Rolling Western. Yes, I just wish gorgeous. it was in a, a game that I liked more. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I, I would love to see that character and that universe come back in a game that's not a tower defense game. Yeah. Terrific artwork. I remember that's what sold on me. I remember because that was one of the things you're like, what game is this? Like, and they're like, oh, like the initial talk was like, oh my God, it's from like the Zelda team, like the Zelda yeah. DS team. Like, look yeah, at Van it. Pool. It has to be. Um, and, uh... Vanpool, who we actually found out, uh, yeah. did a lot of stuff on Paper Mario. Yeah, um, really weird. They, they worked on Sticker Star, and apparently some of the, the key figures at Vanpool have been working on Paper Mario since the beginning. Yeah. Hmm. Cool stuff. Yep. <laughs> but that since... didn't show in Rolling Western. Yeah. So, Scott. Yeah. Are you alive? Yes. Do you have anything to say about these games? Not at all. All right, so maybe you have something to say about this game, Poke Park 2. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, yeah, neither do I. Uh, if Zach were here, he would have something to say about it, but alas, yeah. he is not. So we'll move on to... Oh, you know what? Actually, that reminds me. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Rhythm Heaven Fever is, is another Wii game that came out in February, and that game is awesome. This is true. Well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed like something. But I actually have Zach's top. I have Zach's top five games, and I forgot. Okay, how about we finish up March, and then we'll have a quarter done, and then we'll go to Zach's top five games. <laughs> All right, that's good because then I have time to pull it up. So okay, cool. onward. So in March, uh, we basically only had two relevant releases. One we already talked a good deal about, and we won't talk about it anymore. You can rewind about, I don't know, 20 minutes to when Tyler and I were talking about how much we love Kid Icarus Uprising, because that was the big release in March. And the other game is Mario Party 9, which, if you have been hating on the Mario Party series for like the past couple entries, you shut the hell up and go out and buy Mario Party 9. <laughs> it, it does a lot to reinvent the series, makes it fresh, kind of improves it for a new generation, if you will. Um, to me, it's the first Mario Party game that I have played since the first one, 
that I'm like, wow, they're actually doing something new. And I mean, it's not like they're changing the entire game, but there's just a lot of smart decisions to kind of make like each board is there's a defined start to finish. Um, every player moves together. And I think that was off-putting to some people, but for me, it just made it like uh, everyone was more together in what they were doing as opposed to have, you know, people on different ends of the board and you're all separated. And I just think the whole, you know, halfway through the map you fight a mini boss and at the end of the map you fight a final boss together. And there's that cooperation and that competition that goes throughout the entire experience. And it's it is a fantastic game. It is really, really, really good. I like that a lot. I was I was pleasantly surprised by that game. Yeah. Um, well, I just know it's really good by hearing everyone talk about it on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we might be the only people that played it. <laughs> Probably. Because everyone's just like, ew, Mario Party. But like, no, don't be a dick. It's real good. <laughs> what, what made me realize how great it is, too, is when we were at PAX, and, you know, that was just like a month after that game came out, yeah. we wanted to play it, but they didn't have it. Like, you know, in the So we played game eight. Was, we put eight, and eight is so bad. I mean, eight, just so eight is bad. a GameCube game. I didn't realize it as much until then, but eight is just a GameCube game, and and not even a good GameCube game. Yeah. I mean, that game is really, really bad. And what's funny is I remember playing eight a lot when it came out. Yeah, like just because my friends and I were so like hooked on the Wii that anything. I know, was in we college. We had alcohol. We exactly. played Mario Party. Eight. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But like nine just just puts that game to shame. Yeah, it probably puts the last few iterations to shame. I mean, I, I think it I'm puts not... maybe the entire series to shame. Yeah, it is very good. I agree that it, it brings it back to like the level it was at with the first one. Although I have to admit that I still haven't bought it because I have trouble trying to spend fifty dollars on a Mario Party game. Um, mm. at this day and age, I just yeah. I, I played the review copy before it got sent to Pedro, who also <laughs> loved it, and then uh, mm-hmm. I, I've rented it a few times to play more of it. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Fun fact: you cannot do game rentals in Japan. That sucks. Yeah, Why? but you could rent CDs. That's <laughs> weird. You can do that in North America too at libraries. Oh, okay. That's okay. free. Oh, shit. <laughs> there, there's, there's literally no game rentals in Japan. Why is that? Uh, piracy there, there was a law, type of stuff. Isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Some, something about like piracy or whatever, um, wow. I think. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah. dumb. Because, I mean, yeah, come crazy. on. You're renting out CDs and DVDs and not renting out games, which are <laughs> a hell of a lot harder to copy. But I have, yeah. what, do I, what do I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. All right, so Scott, read off Zach's top five. Okay, he didn't provide any commentary, so we'll just we'll just go straight well, through. Well, I'll, I'll make up commentary for you. Yeah, yeah, do it's yeah. gonna be good. Do your good I can't do an impersonation, but I can I can I can think like him. <laughs> <laughs> Figures. Yeah, exactly. Dinosaurs tits. Yeah, dinosaurs. <laughs> Dinosaur tits. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So number five, he has a tie. It's between Mutant Muds and New Super Mario Brothers. You. Darn. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't have, I, I can't think of anything for that except for it's just like, yeah, I would see Zach putting them there. Uh, number four, Code of Princess. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that goes with the whole boobs thing. There might even yep. be a dinosaur in that game. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, number three, uh, Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy. Hell Ooh. yeah. Good choice. <laughs> uh, number two, Mighty Switch Force HG. HG. He, wow, that didn't get number one. Yeah, I'm actually surprised at this. Do you guys want to take a guess at what his number one is? Um, Xenoblade. No. <laughs> that was the year before. Oh, um, I know. I just, <laughs> I, I just picked a game. <laughs> I just know there's something with Zack and Skyward Sword. Not playing. Well, I'm going to say 
Kirby Stream Collection. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I'm just going to tell you then. Resident Evil Revelation. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I knew, he, I knew he liked it a lot, but I'm surprised. He, he, he put 90 hours in that game, at least. Fuck. Yeah. He got oh, really into that game. You're right. I forgot that. He did. Into the raid mode. He got way yeah. into it. That's right. And he, like, got all, like, the super powerful guns, like, leveled everything up. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah that's his five. And then I've got a prediction from him, too, but that's for afterwards. Yeah. So. Okay. So I think what what probably makes the most sense, considering that we're at the 40-minute 40, 40 mark, uh, we'll just do the first half of 2012 and do the second half next week. All right. Sounds these, good. These segments keep on going stupidly long. <laughs> they do. They do. Um, so we're, we're going to do up until the end of June, and then we'll uh, we'll pick this up next week, and uh, and then we'll finish up this segment with some predictions. So now we're going to start with April, and April had the release of Scott's favorite game of 2012, and that's Xenoblade Chronicles, which is a Ooh. fucking hell of a game. Yes. Uh, so take it away, Scott. Oh, God. I mean, I don't know how much more I can add after, you know, the last segment, and then I was also on the, when we did the... Um... Yeah, the Xenoblade segment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've talked about this game a lot, but, I mean, it's just an awesome game. I mean, really, like, if you have... Any, if any part of you likes RPGs, there's no excuse not to play this game. I was uh, I was looking at more um, working on probably by the time you, now uh, by the time you hear this, there will be a few days until our favorite ten games of 2012 are released. But as as you people who pay close attention know that we did Xenoblade last year in our favorite games of 2011 because we made the wrong gamble. <laughs> but I was I was rereading uh, what James wrote about Xenoblade there, and he, he made a comment that I didn't really realize as much while I'm playing it, about how when you die in that game, you don't really get pen- penalized. Mm-mm. And it's so smart, and because it rewards you for exploring. And that's a really key part that I, I see lost in some RPGs where it's just brutal. Like, even, I mean, people love the Dark Souls kind of gameplay, but in, in RPGs, that's, that's kind of a turnoff to me, where you could go somewhere and basically just have like, what you've done kind of erased. I mean, it's yeah. one thing in something like Zombie U, where that's, I mean, that's the point of the game, almost. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing in an RPG where it's just brutal like that. Whereas Xenoblade, it's it's very friendly, even as it gets really, really hard. Um, and just the way that that world opens up is, is incredible. Um, it's, everything in that game just flows. It's it's very seamless in, in uh, pretty much every faucet of it. And, and this is coming from some guy who has only put, like, 20 hours into <laughs> this 50 to 60-hour game. And yeah, well, if not more, if you choose to do everything. I mean, yeah. that, that's what's great about the game, too, is you can really get out of it as much as you want. Like, if you just want to play through the main story and do some side quests, then that's fine. That's your 50 to 60 hours. But like, if I mean, there's a whole town-building segment you can do. Um, and there's just so many side quests. There's the affinity chart where you can get yep. like you can build relationships between people in each town by like doing quests for them, um, and then even build the relationships between your own party. Um, yeah, it's just incredible. There, there's so much to this it's game. Such a fantastic game. And yeah, like I, I I don't find it like Danny. You mentioned that like uh, last story is good because it's there's not really a big barrier to entry. But I find with Xenoblade mm-hmm. like it works you in very easily and kind of explains everything 
Um, clearly, I would say with, bo- with both games, there's barely a barrier for entry. Mm-hmm. I would just say that Xenoblade's mm-hmm. a lot more intimidating because of its length. Because of its length, yeah. and that's all you hear about is how long it is. But like, if you don't even if you go into it without even worrying about that, it's just such an enjoyable experience. Shit, just yeah. play the intro to that game, like the first three four hours. Yeah. And if you're not just like, well, shit, I have to play more now, then yeah, you're made of stone. You know, <laughs> I think maybe that the, the the time thing is what's keeping me away from playing more of it because I man, I played it. I wrote some impressions up in 2011 of the Japanese version. I yeah. played it for like two or three hours. I don't know, however many hours I played. Yeah. And um, then I bought the US version last year from like Nintendo.com. I had it sent to like my dad in the States and I had him send it to me. Because so I was like, cool, I'm going to have like the rarest version of this game. Yeah. Push the glasses <laughs> up on my nose. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just, I literally haven't even put it in my Wii yet. Which is yeah. kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I like Danny. Just play it until you stop wanting to play it. That's kind of the 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 part that I got to was just like uh, I was I was getting really into it. I think it was ten hours into it, and then my Wii died. So luckily, oh, I got the God. I sa- I salvaged the save. Okay. Um, so then, when I got my Wii back, I was kind of like, I don't really want to jump back into it. And then finally, one night, I was like, I'll just play a little more of it. And then I put like in another, I, I think around ten hours. And wow. <laughs> and then I kind of stopped. I mean, this wasn't like one setting. This was over the span oh, of a week say, or two. Jesus. <laughs> um, and then I quit my job and was fired because I didn't show up. But um, <laughs> but I put like ten hours over the span of like two weeks, and I was really enjoying it. And then it wound up, you know, just fading away again. But what I uh-huh. realized when I went back into it is that that game is really easy to just jump back into. Cool. And cool. and for me, it's the kind of game that I see myself like. Oh, you know what? I really feel like playing a ridiculously huge RPG. I'll put another five hours into Xenoblade now, and hmm. maybe I'll beat that game in like 2015. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. But I, I like. I've gotten so much out of that game already um, that I don't. I don't feel like oh, I wasted fifty dollars because I didn't beat this. Like, mm-hmm. it's a it's a fantastic game. I love it. And you're right, I think it does a good job of bringing you back in when you spend time away. In a lot of ways, it's kind of like a single-player MMO. Yeah, um, it really is. In its entire structure. And so it's very it's very easy to come back in. It, you know, it'll remind you of what's going on. You've got your quest log. You know exactly what you were doing and what you need to do. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's very smooth to come in and out of. And, yeah, I, I think that's a good point, Neil. Danny, just start playing it. Yeah. And play till you don't want to play anymore. And I guarantee... <laughs> You have played a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that, that's definitely an encouraging thought because I mean I, I used to play a lot of RPGs when I was like you know in high school. Same here. And then you know it it got to the point even then where I just got started getting really bad about beating my games or not beating my games, and it sucks. You play you know an RPG for you yeah. know twenty hours, come back, and you're like you know maybe that two is... weeks later, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> right. That has happened to me with so many RPGs. I was trying to. I think I had a save final Final Fantasy IX that I was trying to get back into a couple mm. years ago, and I was just like, what is happening? I don't <laughs> yeah. even know. Like, VV, what happened to you? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I shot you in the head with my AK-47. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, with Xenoblade, like I say, like, I can't, I can't say it enough that it has the little, like, previously on Xenoblade thing that you can read on, and the mechanics are really easy to pick back up. Cool. Well, for me... When I think of Xenoblade, the first thing <laughs> that comes to mind is not even the game. I just remember, like, <clears throat> just, I think, and I think all, like, the, the waiting played a big role. Like, just all the, com- like, the no comments. And if there were comments, it was that it was not coming or that they were looking to see how Europe was. But just all of a sudden, just <clears throat> being on Gaff one morning, and then people were like, 
Nintendo just put up Xenoblade Chronicles assets on their Facebook page. What's going on? Why would they do that? <laughs> and then it was like, <laughs> boom, announcement. And it was just like, everyone's going crazy. And it was like, all these crazy mixed emotions where people were like, fuck you, I already imported it. You, you were terrible. <laughs> like, you, I don't even care. And other people being like, oh my god, I didn't have to mind my way. This is amazing. I remember I was like being like, I think I have to do that weird bomb thing so I can mod my Wii. This is so weird. <laughs> and I was like, well, and I like borrowed my uh, in-laws Wii and no one knows this. Don't tell anyone. But I borrowed my in-laws Wii and I was like, right, I'm going to mod their Wii, <laughs> then I'm going to play Xenoblade, <laughs> then I'm going to beat it, then I'm going to give it back. And like the next day, they haven't played it in like years. The next day they're like, yeah, I think we're going to play some Wii Bowling, which is all they bought it for like when it came out. And they're like, oh, you want it back, eh? Okay, here you go. So like they... So that kind of delay saved me again from modding my own. So luckily, I never had to. I mean, I remember too the big controversy that this that GameStop was going to exclusively release this game too. Do you guys yeah. remember that? Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. Oh yeah, yeah. And then pe- people would be like, "I just saw it at Best Buy," and like you could like trade it in at Best Buy. Best Buy was like, "Yeah, we'll take it." And so it was really <laughs> weird seeing it at other places. So yeah, yeah. And I was, I guess, I was surprised it never reached like went out and went out to other stores like you know later on or something. I. I, I am so Yeah, we never really like figured out much about the relationship there between Nintendo and GameStop. I don't know if they were really that afraid that this game just wouldn't sell, that GameStop was willing to just sort of eat up the the cost to bring it here, and, and I don't know how much, if they got extra profit from selling the game, you know, versus just selling any other game. I'm not sure, but that was a very weird yeah. relationship for Nintendo to partner with a, you know, a one single store like that. I mean, I know they've done it a little bit before with Walmart, um, and like the chibi robo game or whatever, but still, it was kind of weird. Do you guys have any idea, like off the top of your heads, how many copies this thing sold in North America? No, um, it didn't do terribly from what we heard. It was nothing specific, okay. but it wasn't. It was, I guess, it wasn't anything surprising, but it wasn't anything discouraging either. Yeah, all I remember okay. was like, like the typical analyst people were like, if the NPD charts were not by skew. Like, like you know how like they lump everything together and that eats yeah. up the chart. That Xenoblade Chronicles would have been on the chart. Like from yeah. that month it was in, mm. I can't say anything. It's like Kid, Kid, Kid Icarus was the same thing. Like Kid Icarus sold very, very well for the platform it was on and the yeah. numbers it sold. But when you have Call of Duty lumping three like three systems together, oh, not it's not going to be on. The, it, it can't be on the chart. So, <laughs> so it seemed like it did well enough. And uh, uh, I mean, if there's a possibility that Xseed kind of Maybe they can figure out kind of numbers, and that's why they may have decided on Last Story. I don't know. No, because I think uh, Last Story was already in the works, like locked in. Because um, I, I believe it was wasn't it announced in February? Something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. It was the same Nintendo Direct that Dylan's Rolling Western was. It? I, I think so. I'm pretty sure Last Story, even if it wasn't announced before Xenoblade came out, it was like we knew. Oh yeah, you know what? Yeah. Or like XC had right. it had totally it locked right. down. Yeah. Before then. I'm nuts. Well, um, if you guys uh, trust VG charts, which you don't, no one really should. It apparently sold, according to them, it sold more in North America than any other region. It sold 390. Well, it's also because North America is a lot bigger. Than bigger, right? It sold 390 thousand units, uh, 2200 or uh, 220 thousand in Europe, and then. 160,000. I can make up numbers too. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> um, but I mean, I mean, from all the the anecdotal uh, you know reports and data that we've heard about Xenoblade is that um, it didn't like you know set the the world ablaze in North America, but it did very well. Yeah, hmm. it was not disappointing at all. 
Especially considering the circumstances under which yeah. it was sold, either GameStop yeah. or Nintendo.com. So yeah, yeah. And, and it being a 2012 Wii game, like. Ugh. Well, there there was another game that uh, is the only Operation Rainfall game to not come out in North America that came out in April in Europe, and that's Pandora's Tower. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Danny, I think you're the only person out of this group that played it, and you played the Japanese yeah. version, right? Didn't I like lend that to you? And I don't yeah. know. If you got yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I played a little bit of it, and then okay. I sent it back. Yeah. Um, um I honestly that was like a year ago. I don't remember yeah. much about that game. Yeah. It was uh, it's very God of War esque, had some Zelda overtones. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a, a very good way to describe the game. It's been quite a while since I played it myself, but uh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you got the chain and you're whipping it back and forth like your hair. Yeah. And uh <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought it was pretty fun. <laughs> I thought it was pretty fun, but I, I personally, I thought it was kind of the weakest out of the three Rainfall games. Yeah, that's kind of um, what I was seeing too. It's also it, it's weird that it got lumped in there because the other two are like pretty pretty hardcore straight up RPGs, and this is like an action game. Yeah, and I remember when they like first announced this. Like, uh, I think it was basically right when I first came on staff back in 2011, and I was like, what the hell? Because, I mean, first there's, like, this picture of this girl with a tattoo on her back. Yeah, and it's like, BT-Dub, she's a demon. (laughs) Yeah, so it's... Who's a vegetarian, and you have to feed her meat. (laughs) Which I thought was just cruel and awesome at the same time. Just, uh, yeah, I I think the, you know, the whole premise behind this game is absolutely amazing. Um, I don't know, it's fun, but I think... mm, it can be a little bit limited sometimes by the controls from what I remember. Yeah. Um, I, I really want to play it some more one of these days, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. But, but. Um, and then the only other retail game to really come out of note in April was Spirit Camera, the Cursed Memoir, which I played a little bit of it before I shipped it off to Zach for the review, and that game is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I did not derive much enjoyment from it at all. It looked interesting to me, the idea of that AR kind of game that had, like, the little book that you went in through, but it was just, like, it was, like, a really shitty Fatal Frame game that barely worked. <laughs> I remember the, the thing, that, what I remember was with Spear Camera was, like, being, like, <laughs> you know, every few months you have your Nintendo release, and when it's a Nintendo release that you don't care about, that's the worst, because you're, like, oh, good, like, Four months yeah. without a Nintendo game, and now, and they were like, I just yeah. like so much spear camera shit just popping up all the time. Like you're like, oh yeah. my god, they're putting way too much work into this thing. Like, oh, who cares? You know what it's <laughs> called? What's gonna happen with Pokemon Mystery Dungeon in March? That's what it's called. Hey, <laughs> because we, <laughs> I don't think there's gonna be much else around that that March that late March release of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Hearing that release date was, I think the the worst that I felt about a game not getting delayed, or a game game news of a game release date that wasn't a delay ever. You know, because I, it just I, was the realization that like, oh, nothing good is going to come out around that time. Fuck. You know, I watched a video of, on the Japanese 3DS eShop with some like little kids that were like basically going into the game, and I was like, this is probably more entertaining than the game actually is. <laughs> but, so I feel like I don't even need to play it. Yeah. <clears throat> so we had two other uh, interesting 3DS eShop releases in April. And the first is the Nintendo published entry that is Ketzel's Corridors, which is the sequel to Through Space that has like a different ridiculous name in every region. I think it's just like Through Space 3DS in Japan. And in Europe, it is uh, Potzel's Puzzle, I think. But um, it's, it's, it's a real good game. It's 
I mean, it, it doesn't go in too many interesting directions, but I had fun with it while it lasted. Hmm. And I would offer a hesitant recommendation to anyone <laughs> who's interested. Read my review. I gave it like a 7.5. Um, the other game is Colors 3D, which is less a game and more of an application. But it's probably, if you're wanting to draw stuff in 3D on your 3DS, it is the way to go. Art Academy be damned. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. I use it a lot. I use it a lot. I had a probably closer when it came out. I used it. I had, did. I did a lot of Kirby stuff. I don't know what was going on where I was dropping Kirby Kirby stuff all the time. A lot <laughs> yeah, of Kirby. Twentieth anniversary. I think there was 20th like anniversary uh, man. Oh man, someone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was like some sites that had like Kirby stuff. They had like a Kirby drawing every Four Color Rebellion. They had like a every day for a month. There was new Kirby art. Yeah, it's fun. You're just like I'm gonna draw Kirby till I die. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, that's all. That's all that's on there. But it's really good. It's really good. I think the thing was is uh, what is it? Um, the art academy. It, it literally that is like a teaching program. Like it teaches you how to draw, or at least tries to. Yeah. And colors is like here you go, figure it out. And it's like there's a lot of stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff you can learn how to do, and uh, takes time to understand it all. Like it's pretty complicated. I had a lot of fun um, taking pictures that I took with a 3DS camera and then kind of tracing over them and making them 3D. Ooh. That was fun. All the dicks. Yeah. Uh, well, it would be cats more. I mean, oh, those are pretty cats. much the pictures I take with my 3DS or either my dick in 3D or my cats. <laughs> it's either or. Um, so the May release, and I, I emphasize release in singular terms, is Mario Tennis Open, which... Um, once again, if you read my review, it's a little bit muted. I think I gave it around a 7.5, much like Ketzel's Quarters, but I put a lot of time into this game. I, I've really been craving a Mario sports game for a while up until that point, and while this game might have been ultimately safe and a little bit disappointing, it was still a very solid game of tennis. Yeah. It's just that mm. all it is is playing tennis over and over again, and there's no interesting career mode. It's just, okay, beat this tournament. Okay, now this guy's a star. <laughs> do, it with, do it with another character. Maybe you'll unlock a secret outfit for your maid that you'll never use. Oh, God. Uh, and you had to earn the, the coins for them in the minigames. Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh, it was weird. Um, Great. Terrible unlock strategy aside, it was a very fun game to play. Yep. Not to do all the periphery stuff. Yeah. I'm more of a Mario Golf man. Mario Tennis was uh, pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good. I'm, I mean, I'm a golf man in general compared to tennis. Yeah. I think it was around this time that I was playing uh, a lot of Hot Shots Golf on Vita, and that game is fantastic and made by some Mario Golf people. Waiting for that PS3. Yeah, it's it's coming eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so now we'll move on to June in what I guess is the second to last relevant DS release ever. That's mm. Pokemon Conquest, um, which is you know Pokemon meets Nobunaga's ambition, which. I played a little bit of it and then realized, wait a minute, I never really liked Nobunaga's ambition. I'd never <laughs> want to play this again. I learned it done. Yeah, I was like, I made a huge mistake. Um, yeah. But it was cool. I mean, I, I really liked how they put those worlds together. It was very funny, because it's a crossover that you would never expect, but it actually kind of works with like how both of those worlds are structured separately. Yep. Yeah, I'm guessing no one else has really ever given that a thought. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I was kind of on the fence about buying this. It came out like March last year in Japan. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Wow, that I was mean, a damn quick turnaround to come out in North America. It's only three months. Shit. 
Yeah. I mean, it was, it's either March or April. I don't know. It was one of those, but it, it, yeah, it was a pretty quick turnaround. I was really surprised when I heard it announced for North America, but, um, yeah, I was kind of on the fence about it. Inevitably, well, I, I just didn't get it because I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy. <laughs> made that exact noise. You went to the store, which is like, nah. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I guess you don't want this. And I'm like, yeah. And then I just left. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it definitely seems like there's a lot of stuff to do and there's a lot of fun to be ha- had, but mm, just not for me. Yeah, same here. I, yeah. My hands are full with, like, <clears throat> Devil Survivor Overclock, like, some of like, the Mega Ten games. Like, so I'm like, Ugh. oh, God, I'm terrible enough at those. I don't think I can take on another one. <laughs> yeah. That's too bad. That was another big Nintendo release that I was not interested in. That, that was a lot. Of, that was a string of them. Yeah. Terrible. Um, but there might have been another Nintendo release in June that some people might have cared about, but it was a re-release of a game that came out <laughs> in in Europe, in Japan, years before, and that's Pikmin 2. Not just any which, game, the game. It yeah, I two. picked this up and played Pikmin 2 for the first substantial time ever, because I played a little bit of it at, like, demos and friends' houses and stuff. I played some of the multiplayer before and enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, Pikmin 2 is awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> it makes me so excited for Pikmin 3. And they're like, BT Dubs, we're going to make it like Pikmin 1. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> we'll see. But, Hold yeah, I'm still, still real excited for Pikmin 3 yeah. and Pikmin 2. was a lot of the reason why I was excited for oh, Pikmin 3. Amazing game. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yep. I, I, but I see... <sighs> I didn't. I, I was like, okay, if I pick up Pikmin two with the Wii, you know, whatever. I can't remember what the billing was. Was it? Uh... No, no. It was just straight up. Or it was Wii Select. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember if it was Select. Mm-hmm. It wasn't new. It wasn't new play control. Whatever. Yeah, new play control. Um, yeah, I was like, okay, I do. But I was like, if I get that, I gotta track down the first one because I'm weird like that. And I'm like, I got the. Hmm. Fir- I got them both on GameCube. I'll just play the GameCube ones. That's fine. And uh, <laughs> I don't feel like. But it's still a fantastic game. If, if this is the only way you can play it. Totally do it. It may be better, and I'm just being crazy, and it's a good warm up for three on uh, Wii U. <laughs> yeah. But, well, uh, I mean, it's only twenty bucks. That's definitely uh, cheaper than finding the game on Game. Yeah, it's crazy. It's definitely. like a fantastic game. Uh, any any problems that I had with the first game are gone. With the second one, the time restraints is just more free, more open. You can build up yeah. your party between the two guys. Just oh, Pikmin Two is incredible. I have a weird story where Nintendo.com had a contest. And you had to, like, go... They gave you clues, and you had to go to, like, weird... Pay, like, it'll be like, oh, this game... Oh, God, I don't know. It rhymes with P. And you're like, oh, New Super Mario Brothers 3! And you go there, and there'd be, like, a weird, like, Pikmin in the corner. You'd click it, and it would bring you to, like, another clue. Anyways. I remember that. Yeah, and I actually... And I remember, like, I think I was just... I was I had, like... I was in, like, three separate forums, like... And people would be like, okay, I got the answer! And, like, I think the, like, Nintendo... The actual official Nintendo forums figured it out first. And it was, like, somewhere like the first 20 people... You, there was no response if you got in or not. Like you had no idea if you were the first twenty. And then like three months later, all of a sudden I get this Japanese white Pikmin mailed to me, and it was amazing. And I think my dog <laughs> chewed it like two years ago. And it was really funny, <laughs> but it was really cool, and it had like a weird Japanese tag on it. It was awesome. Cool. Pikmin cool. two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So we've got a trio of eShop games to close out this first half of that Nintendo year two thousand twelve. Um, we got Bomb Monkey from Renegade Kid, which is a puzzle game that I, I had some good fun with. Yeah, um, I liked it. You know, used it in used the 3DS in book style, and I mean, it was a fun fun block thing, <laughs> block puzzle game that was kind of like a little bit Warriors Woods, a little bit uh, Blasterous. Um, I kind of dug it. The multiplayer was fun too. 
uh, Marvel Pinball 3D, which we kind of talked about before. It's the the second entry mm-hmm. in the Zen series on 3DS, and I like that mm-hmm. a lot more than the first one. And the last game is Order Up, where if Andy Gergen were here, he would be able to espouse a lot on this game. <laughs> um, and I really enjoyed what I played about it. It's a really good restaurant sim. Yeah, there's a demo. I checked it out. I think people talked about like, the, that the humor and stuff was good when like the Wii game came out. But I was just like not really interesting yeah. i guess unfortunately i don't know it's probably really good I, that's what i keep hearing but if, if you want to play a good restaurant sim game yeah. play order up <laughs> if you don't want to play a restaurant sim game then don't play it yeah <laughs> um, there is one game that i missed though and that's art of balance touch which is from uh from shinin the guys who made the the nano assault series and um that was actually one of nick bray's game of the uh one of his top five games of the year um, which he admitted was more because he hasn't played as much. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's a real cool game. Uh, and I think I think there's a part of that that works a lot better on Wii, but having that portable... I mean, it's a very much like singular puzzle, like do it in a minute and then move on, as opposed to you yeah. know this long, advanced game that you need to sit down and, and put your mind to. It gets... Oh my it God. does, it does. I've not gotten through it. I play it on both. I like Touch more. I think, I think just... This the the contact with you're making with the screen screen makes it makes it a lot easier for me to place things. Oh, I agree. But uh, it's a tricky game. It's funny too. Like, just you have to manipulate and move the blocks, and sometimes you don't even know if you won fairly. Like, <laughs> basically, it's yeah. like when you you'll have a combo set up, and it'll be like, "All right, use all the blocks. Three, two, and it like starts tumbling and over. And you're praying. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> a millimeter away from the water, and it's like, "One, you did it!" And you're like, "Oh my I god, remember, I did not uh, do it." I I downloaded that. Um, for the flight home from E3, and Patrick Barnett and I uh, were on the same flight, and I was playing Art of Balance Touch, and there would be so many times where I'd be like, ah, ah, ah! and he'd be like, what's going on? I'd be like, this, this game, man, this game. Um, but yeah, that's my Art of Balance story. So uh, stay tuned for part two of that Nintendo year 2012. And by stay tuned, I mean wait a week, uh, where we'll <laughs> go through July to December, or maybe just half of that, because we'll um, totally overplan and make the segment like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, don't so turn off your iPod. Wait a week. Yeah. Keep the earbuds in. Yeah. Somehow we'll get it to you. <laughs> Just uh, go and play Xenoblade for 10 hours straight. <laughs> Maybe it'll be ready by then. Okay, so we're moving on to predictions. And how many predictions do we all have? Do we want to go yeah. one at a time, or do we want to go each person go go one by one? Let's, let's do I, each person. Okay. I just have one. Okay, Danny, how about you start, since you're okay. so vocal? Sure. <laughs> so I think that later on this year, this is kind of safe, I think, but uh, I think there's going to be a third title in the Pushmo, Crashmo series uh, coming. I think it's going to come here in Japan uh, October 2013, and then probably November, uh, you know, for North America and Europe. And I think one of the big things that they're going to have in this game is kind of they, they previewed this in... Uh, kind of like a special mode with the grandpa, grandpa blocks fall, whatever his name is. Um, Who cares? It varies that, from region to region. <laughs> yeah, Papa uh, blocks. Pop, Papa pop, blocks. Papa chubby. That's big what, uh, Papa. That's what call. <laughs> Papa chubby. Um, well, th- there was kind of an interesting little mode they had in the game, in that w- with him, and it was like uh, basically, you know, the blocks are usually like one by one, like little cubes, but in this little special mode, you had blocks that were, like, basically longer. I mean, still typically, I guess, the same size, but kind of, like, really adding a little bit more, well, a lot more 
uh, complexity to the whole process of the game. And I think that maybe this next game will focus on that. Uh, I can totally see that. Yeah. It, it, whenever I first saw that, I was just, I just immediately thought, oh my god, this is where they're taking the series, basically, after this. So I think they're going to totally do that. Alright. Yeah. yeah, long blocks. <laughs> um, I guess, like, long mow. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I wouldn't um, be surprised. Just make it a really phallic-sounding name. <laughs> um, so, Scott, I guess you got Zach's prediction? Do, do you want to do that, or do you yeah. want to do your own? First? No, I'll do Zach's, and I also have, and, and maybe I should do this now before we get any further, um, I have the predictions that a few people made oh, before yeah. 2012, yeah, from 2011. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, so on that segment, way back on, I think it was it posted January 17th, if I'm not mistaken. Let's take a look. So uh, roughly, no, was, a, roughly a year ago. Yeah, it was episode 17, which just seems like a lifetime ago. January 13th, 2012. 1 p.m. Uh, Patrick, <laughs> Danny, Mike, and Zach were on the segment, and they each had um, a set of predictions. They had serious predictions, um, some kind of crazy predictions, and then, like, funny predictions. So I just have here the serious ones, and I, I just love that no one had anything right. Um, That's the way these shows work. Patrick <laughs> said that Pikmin 3 would be a launch title for the Wii U. You that know, that's what happen. Nintendo said. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we were kind of Pat- to Patrick, that. Patrick had his fingers crossed for most of the year <laughs> until September when Nintendo was just like, hey, Patrick, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> this is specifically for Patrick. Not happening. Um, Danny, you had Uh-oh. an interesting... Uh, you had two predictions. You mm-hmm. had that it was going to... The Wii U was going to launch in Japan in, in July uh, through September, somewhere in that, that range, and then it would come up to Europe and the U.S. in November. Which you had that half right. I think they're just called Danny Lives in Japan and wants it to go back to the way it (laughs) was. Yes. And then he he also (laughs) predicted that the price range would be between two to three hundred dollars and could absolutely not be more than three hundred if Nintendo (laughs) wanted to be competitive with Sony and Microsoft. So, well, there wasn't really a price drop for 360 or PS3, so I think I mean we all kind of expected that to happen, and then like Sony raised the price of PS3 or whatever. I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah. Sony, like Sony's that, right? like, we're finally in a good position. Let's fuck it up. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> now it's like it, all these bundles and everything's expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Mike chimed in with, and this has been a recurring prediction or thought that has just never come true, um, but that Retro would have a Wii U launch title. Yeah. Um, or have anything that we know about, which yeah. hasn't happened. Well, we know that they are working on something. What yes. it is, who the fuck knows? Who knows, Yeah. And then was it was that the issue with, from this E3 where people thought that's why so much time was spent on Nintendo Land because um, it was supposed to have something and then it didn't show up. Pretty much confirmed. Um, yeah, I believe that Reggie made a comment that uh, Retro's game was kind of put off at the last second. I think there was supposed to be a reveal trailer at the end, and that's and why that's why Nintendo was Land was probably elongated a little bit more than it should have been. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then Zach closed with um, that there would be at E3. Um, significant 3DS and Wii U connectivity would be announced. Oh, what a bummer. Which has not <laughs> happened. <laughs> I think, um, I forget where the prediction was. Um, I, I don't know where. I, I feel like there was some conversation, at least this might have just been like idle thoughts before E3, or is the idea that like, oh yeah, they'll probably have a lot of 3DS on the show floor, and then Nintendo spit in everyone's face. And they just yeah. had, like, two roaming women with two 3DSs <laughs> attached to them. Yeah. And that was it. Hot. And, and they only had Luigi's Mansion playable until the third day where they had New Super Mario Bros. 2 playable. 
it made um, no sense. I will say though, it was it's cool that at least from the 3ds you can transfer your Mi over. Yeah, very, fairly. Yeah, you, you can know, do that uh, through the Wii painlessly. mode too. Oh yeah, no, I know. Yeah, you yeah. can do it through both. But I just think I mean that's at least something nice. Yeah, and, you know, and it, it does. But you know that these systems can talk to each other. It's just whether <laughs> or whether or not Nintendo decides to use yep. that for anything else. Well, so, Monster yeah. Hunter. Yeah, I was gonna well, say okay. if you, that's yeah, true. That's, that's true. They do it. It's it's quick and painless and super easy to do. Oh, oh yeah, because you you actually have that game out. I forgot. Yes. About that. <laughs> Crazy. Japanese. I think I think we'll see a little bit more of that. I I I don't think it'll ever be something where like there's a substantial 3ds to Wii U connectivity, but right. it will be something that will be popping up in games where it is appropriate, like Monster Hunter. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why you couldn't do that to sort of replicate other yeah. game pads. You know, like, everyone's saying, like, oh, I can't wait till there's games that use two game pads. But it's like, well, why not just a game pad and a 3DS? I mean, unless you, you really need the uh, the game pad in some way. But, like, we're talking, like, Madden for play calls. It's like, well, why can't someone just use a 3DS to call a play? Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. So th- those were the predictions for 2012 that nothing really came came true. Yeah. Well, uh, let, let me pull happens. up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Zach's prediction for 2013, um, and this is also a recurring one that we've never had, right? Um, 2D Metroid on 3DS that he uh, announced guy. at E3, and he stresses that it will be a retail release, not an eShop exclusive. Poor guy. Yeah, so <laughs> we can all, we can all dream. Um, so um, I I have some oddly specific release dates that I'm going to drop on you guys right now. Well, here, let, let me do let me, okay. let me let me do my predictions first okay. and, then, and right. then you can go with that cuz I've got mine right here. Um I'm predicting that it will be announced that Super Smash Brothers the next installment will come out in 2014. I don't think it'll be this I, year. At I all. agree with that. That is not on my list, but in my head, well, I think I think Smash Brothers is at the earliest the end of the year 2014. Oh, end of the year 2014. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm thinking they're going to announce it for first quarter 2014. Keep in mind this game has only been in development since like April 2012. Mm. Mm. Mm, I get well maybe really? maybe March. Yeah, well, okay. like because Kid Icarus, I, I I know that there's there's social media stuff from Sakurai. Maybe it was January or February that it was like first day on Smash Brothers. Okay. So that that's why I mean 2014. I mean maybe if they are super fucking efficient with what they're doing. Maybe early 2014, but I think I think realistically, I don't think it comes out any earlier than 2014. And the sure, track records be... for those games, it's a 2015 yeah. release. Yeah, so it'll be maybe a holiday 2014 game. Yeah, okay. And I and I think it's going to be a lot bigger of a deal than it was on Wii, because I think it's a lot more of an important title. And also, I don't think you're going to have Mario Galaxy, Mario Kart, and Wii Fit surrounding it. Yeah, hmm. well, no, probably not. <laughs> um, and then my other prediction, and this is sort of just sort of kind of out there, I, I don't know, but um, I think the the basic model for the Wii U might be discounted or maybe even discontinued. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. That's that's. I mean, I did you guys see that Best Buy ad where they were selling the basic model with Nintendo Land for three hundred and fifty dollars? Yep. Like they were. Like, yeah, they I, were see package, basics, I see basics. I see basics everywhere. I mean, deluxes. If you're looking for a deluxe, you can find it, but they're still a little scarce. But I yeah. see like tons of basics everywhere I go. Yeah, and I, I think that that might get might get phased out. I feel bad for my brother because he was looking for a system like the weekend it came out and got a basic because he couldn't find any deluxes. And like two weeks later, I was like, "Ah, oh, dude, you should have waited. <laughs> Just waited, yeah." Um, so I think something's gonna have to happen with that basic model. Yeah. Um, or they'll just really limit the production of it, and it'll just yeah. sit on shelves for a long time. I don't know. 
So that that's all I got. All right, so here's my oddly specific release dates. I've got four of them. The first one is a new Zelda game on the 3DS will come out on August 18th. Okay. My second one, <laughs> Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon will come out on October 20th. Just kidding. Ugh. For oh. reals, I think it'll be a title for, from Good Feel coming out on October 20th. I, I would assume on Wii U, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, but I think that there will be some, it'll, maybe it's that Yoshi game that, that people have oh. talked about is actually existing and not just being like a misprint somewhere and like <laughs> Nintendo testing something on Wii U that people take seriously, <laughs> um, which I'm kind of on the fence on whether or not that's true or not. The Retro Studios game, which will be revealed at E3, is coming out on November 3rd. A new 3D Mario or a similar style of title from EAD Tokyo will be coming out on November 17th and will be this year's holiday release. Hmm. And I'm done. <laughs> that, anybody, uh, anybody have any... Uh, do people think that these are outrageously unrealistic or hopeful? I think they're hopeful. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think especially if it's like a Majora's Mask. Like, well, I guess it could be yeah. a new game, too. I, I don't I know. I think it'll be, like, because I've noticed that Nintendo routinely follows the idea of, like, certain slots for games. Like, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is in the Kid Icarus slot. Hmm. Um, you know, like, there was there was that late August slot that was pretty much always for Metroid games, because you would have, I think, Prime 3, Prime Trilogy, Other M, all came out in that late August slot. And then they kind of flipped the, flipped the switch with New Super Mario Bros. 2. Because that was the, that late August slot. And that's why I think that you'll see something more marquee, like a Zelda game will come out, maybe even alongside a new model of the 3DS um, in late August next year. And that, I mean, I offer the oddly specific date because Nintendo releases the big games on Sundays. Um, and, then I, and then I think that they're, I mean, I mean, it just makes sense that they'll have some kind of big but not huge release in October. And I think that you need to get Retro Studios games out before Durango or Orbis, um, which, I mean, those are assuredly coming out on likely November 17th or around there. Um, and I think you need to have that Retro Studios game because it is probably going to be a more hardcore appealing game. Like, that needs to get out there before the Call of Duty or at the same time as the Call of Duty or else it'll just get buried. Even if it's not a first-person shooter, it's going to be appealing to that audience. Um, and I think the 3D Mario is the only thing that you could probably reasonably put up against new consoles and not have it get completely destroyed. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I'm done. <laughs> I got some weird ones. And they're only weird because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just being more hope, like wishful thinking. <clears throat> but they're not That's outlandish. The they're think. not silly That things. is the best way to think. Be, be realistic but hopeful. Yeah, so... <laughs> Platinum Games becomes that weird Game Freak type of studio where it's like, uh, they're not, like, they're still privately owned. Oh! But Nintendo has, like, an interest in wait, them. Wait, 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 I, I have a slight interruption. I think that October game might be Bayonetta 2. But, but continue. Oh, yeah, Bayonetta 2 would be <laughs> fantastic. I love that. So, yeah, Platinum Games, weird. I think, I think it, it's, like, really crazy that it's, like, two games at once, like, that they're working with on Nintendo. So, I think that, uh, that's a good sign. If anything, it might be some sort of like, like some sort of sweet deal made with them, where like they, you know, the, the relationship will continue. I think Nintendo needs that support, and I think they like. I think just like Capcom liked having Clover Studios for a bit. I think you just need to know how to run an art house studio like that, 
you need to understand you can't go over crazy over budget like Okami was. You need to keep them on a, yeah. on a on a tight leash, and that way their games still make profit. Kind of like how Atlas does. Like they can make products that they know is going to sell to a certain audience, and still and remain still have cash coming. <clears throat> anyway, yes. sorry. And uh, I think Nintendo can do that. Yeah, I think, and I look, for, I just love Planet Games. And I thought it was weird that it was like two games right out of the gate. Like that was really weird. Like, and then like Sakurai going over there. Like, obviously, well, Sakurai loves and knows everybody, but it seems like that they have a good relationship with each other. So it's interesting. Um, the other thing is yeah. um, level five. I would like, and I hope that they flood the eShop with more of their previously Japanese only titles. Um, I know Inazuma Eleven had has like a weird release in Europe and stuff like that, but I hope we see more from them, especially like their um, uh, upcoming stuff. Is it the Gokai Time Watch travelers. stuff like that? Uh, just you know, oh, yeah. more Black Box S collections. Just how we got like, because it seems like Liberation Man, like Nintendo's pushing that on the eShop a lot. Like it gets the image. Like sometimes it'll be like, oh, action games, or you know, like oh, top sellers. It'll be a picture of Liberation Man and like. I think that yeah. that game is selling really well. I would, I would be curious to see how well those are selling. I think Aeroport are probably flopped hard. Yeah, um, but I think, good, I think going I like into it, it, it's it's it was the cheapest. I think, I think Aeroport is just like, like, who the fuck would want that game? Honestly, like <laughs> me, I want it because it's weird. But yeah. like, yeah. oh, you sort luggage. That yeah. sounds great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why like Crimson, uh, Crimson Shroud and Liberation Maiden are a lot easier to sell because yeah, one's like, definitely. oh, it's an RPG. You know, you fight orcs and shit, and the other ones. Um, you know, on paper, it's like you are this girl in a robot mech who's the president's daughter, um, and she has to <laughs> save the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, definitely a little bit harder of a sell for yeah. sorting luggage. I mean, I, I like I like all three games. Yeah. I mean, I would say relatively evenly. Like, I think they're all pretty good in their own way. They're they're mm-hmm. just real quirky. Yeah, that's what I love about them. So yeah, uh, just and then just level five has done a lot of weird stuff, and especially because now you know, like there's going to be a Guild of two. Hopefully we can see them delivered to us in the same way. So I just yeah. like to see that kind of thing. Um, and my last one is Zwei, Wei, Z W E I. I can't. I don't know. I know it's a German word. I can't remember. Anyways, that's uh, Shinji Mikami's okay. um, next game. Uh, I I want to say a Wii U port, but I really want to say exclusive Wii U. That's a really weird one. I just want to Shinji Mikami games. I I. I think uh, he has he's a good doing relationship. it with Bethesda, right? Yeah, and I know like they're really spotty. Like I don't even know if they've said it. Dude, no. that's that's not, not that's not going to be a Wii U exclusive. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Yeah, they, a lot they, of they, things they... need to change at Bethesda. Bethesda does not like the Wii at all. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. I don't think they really get along with Nintendo. Yeah, I'm just hoping that Shinji Mikami's relationship with Nintendo would, would play a role. But at least I want to yeah. see it come to I, Wii U. I, I would. I, yeah, I think it coming to Wii U is is a good possibility, yeah. but. But that's mainly because of Mikami. I don't. I, I. As far as I know, Bethesda just doesn't give crap about Nintendo for the most part. I don't give a crap about Bethesda then. So. I, to be completely honest, neither do I. But that's <laughs> not not because of how they feel about Nintendo. It's how I feel about their games, yeah. which is that they are either shitty or really overrated. <laughs> Except for Wet, I really enjoyed Wet. I know it's kind of bad, but it was it was entertaining. That's funny when you were like you're like oh, I don't like the Bethesda. I was like. I was gonna be like, "Oh, you don't like wet?" Now it's gonna be like, "Joke." But like, I mean, it's <laughs> it's like it's like it, it's not a great game, but I just enjoyed it. Like, it's stupid, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Well, I enjoyed Obi Wan on the original Xbox, and it's oh, that was a piece Beth- of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, that wasn't, but I don't think was that Bethesda. No, no, no. I, no. I think I it was, think that so. was Microsoft internal. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, I remember. Just, um, I guess let's close this out on a really random eleven-year-old non-Tendo <laughs> reference. Um, so my brother, uh, my brother is a couple years older than me, and as most of you guys know, I'm on the younger side. But he was in college when the Xbox came out, and Obi Wan was in stores, and his roommate at the time had an Xbox. And had Obi Wan, and I would go there and I would play this game and be like, "This is such a piece of shit. Why would you ever <laughs> buy this game? Like, you could have gotten Kotor, you could have gotten something so much better." Um, and <laughs> so I ended up like beating that Obi Wan game despite it being complete dog shit, mainly because I would play it and make fun of him for actually <laughs> buying this. It was like the only game he had on uh, Xbox. I don't even know why he got the fucking thing. <laughs> the voice acting is so terrible. Oh it's, man, that game is. Uh, the game is like hysterically bad. It looks like an N64 game, like yeah. Uprest. It's pretty bad. Yep. It makes me think Shadows of the Empire is a masterpiece. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, 2013? Question mark? Exclamation <laughs> point after the question Obi-Wan mark. Obi-Wan remake coming to launch of the Durango. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yes. I, yeah, I don't have anything else. I think that's an episode. You can just throw down the mic now. Bye, everybody. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget you can send your listener mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and if you've got a chance, please rate and review the show on iTunes. Thank you.